Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. Some of you feel like you can't uh, you can't experience the Holy Ghost because of past wrongs, or you aren't good enough to experience it. But I'm here to tell you that that is simply an obstacle in your mind, and God is a God of opportunity. He will turn that obstacle into an opportunity today if you allow Him. But are we truly allowing God into every situation that we're a part of? Are we simply doing what we want to do and then applying Jesus' name afterwards? Because when the one who has all authority and power to change your situations walks by, you don't miss the opportunity that is at hand. Show me to impress me. He does. Amen. Aren't you thankful for a God who never lets you down? Never gives up on you. In the good times and the bad times, he's always there. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go into the word of the Lord right away this morning, starting in Revelation chapter 3, uh, verse 20. As you go there, thank you so much uh, to Brother Rice for allowing me the opportunity to preach to you all this morning. Amen. I didn't know what to think. Usually on a Sunday morning, uh, first session, I'm upstairs with, with the young people. And this morning I got the opportunity not, I wasn't even speaking in an adult class. I actually got to listen to an adult Bible study. And this is, uh, this is something I'm going to have to, you know, kind of work on. I, I never get to never get to experience that except for the podcast so that was a a pleasant surprise I know at one point I almost said YOLO instead of amen young people just just keeping me young I guess but no I do love our young people very thankful for them Uh, you should be proud of them you really should we've got great young people many of which are being used already in the kingdom of God and so we should be very proud of them Amen. Starting in in Revelation, uh, we'll go 3.20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I want to preach to you, open the door. Open the door. You may be seated this morning. When I think about opening the door, I, I think of, uh, you know, all the movies and shows I've watched as, as a young man, as a kid, where, you know, someone knocks on the door, or rings the doorbell, and you see somebody just, like, run up to the door and, like, pop it open, right? Like, they don't, they don't look through the peephole. They don't look out the window. They don't, the door's already unlocked every time, no matter what. Like, there's just a very uh, comical, easy way that they go about opening doors. And I, I always looked at that like that is nothing like my house. My house now, if you come to my house, first thing is, is my wife's probably going to hear the knock on the door before I do. And she's going to run into me and she's going to be like, babe, there's someone at the door. <laughs> and it's going to go something along the lines of, well, who is it? I don't know. Well, did you look? No. So if you come to my house and you knock on the door, be fully prepared to spend a couple minutes at the door. Because she's going to hear it. She's going to come get me. 
and I'm getting pretty good now. I've got it strategically um, lined out in my mind which window to peek through to find out if I need to answer the door or not, you know. Um, but every time, hey, if someone's at the door, you go, you check all the windows. You First, you make sure the door is locked so that, you know, if it's someone bad, they can't just, you know, barge in on you. But we, we go, we look through the windows. Uh, it's a whole process to, to answer a door, to, to open a door. And we do that because over uh, the years, we've seen how society has changed. It is now unsafe just to open your door for anyone at any time without first checking to see who it is. And, and it's, a, it's an environment now where the whole idea of, like I said, as a kid, you know, in the movies where they just walk up and they just throw that door. I'm like, hey, how's it going? That doesn't happen anymore. You just can't, you can't do that. And it's not cavalier and it's not safe uh, to, do, to do that in our own homes. Uh, to the point that even when we are expecting someone or something, we still have to check the surroundings and kind of tiptoe around into the last second. Typically, if I know, uh, you know, company from town is coming, if, you know, Brother Rice is stopping by or, you know, Brother Rice or someone like that, I just leave the door unlocked. They know how to come in. Just come in. I'll see you when they get inside. There's no knocking. There's no waiting at the door. But even if I'm waiting on a package, anybody hate waiting on packages? Anybody like sit at home ever just sitting there waiting on a package to show up? I'm the worst about that. And now you can track them with your smartphones, which makes it even worse, because you're like, oh, it's in Sparta. It should be here any minute. <laughs> and you sit there and you wait by the door, and even when the FedEx guy drops off your package, even when he, he drops off, you still, you kind of wait a minute, and you look out the window, maybe check the peephole, you unlock the door, you grab your package, and it's right back inside. At least that's how it is at, at my house. It's, Answering the door is something that has become, uh, oddly enough, kind of difficult to do for many people. Many people won't even answer the door unless uh, you've called them first and let them know that you're, you're coming. And we do this uh, because whenever you open the door, you are allowing whoever or whatever is at your door to change the atmosphere of your home. When you open that door, that is the gateway into your safe place. That is the gateway into your home. That is the gateway to your family. And so we are very protective of, of this point, of just simply opening a door. And today, this is where I find us spiritually. Some of us has gotten so comfortable in our current environment. We've gotten so cozy in our own spiritual home that when someone knocks at the door, we are unwilling to open it. We are unwilling to even check to see who it is. And so Jesus is standing at the door of our hearts and with the power to completely change the circumstances of our life. And you are faced with the option to either open the door and let him in or send him away. That is where I find us today. And our initial instinctive response is to say that we open ourselves or we open the door to our heart to God, right? Yes. That's our instinct. But the question today is, are you truly opening yourself up to God? Are you truly opening that door for him to walk through? God wants to enter your life. Yes. God wants to be a part of your life. Whether it is the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit for the first time, or whether it's healing or financial blessing, whether it's a lost loved one or whatever your need is, God wants to bless you today. He does not want you to leave here facing the same things you, you came in with. He is a God of blessing. And so today you need to understand something. Your obstacle 
The thing in your life right now that is hindering you from the spirit of God is nothing but God's opportunity. The obstacle in your life is nothing more than a closed door. And if you will simply open the door and give God the opportunity, he will enter in and he will bless you abundantly today. Amen. Some of you feel like you can't, uh, you can't experience the Holy Ghost because of past wrongs or you aren't good enough to experience it. But I'm here to tell you that that is simply an obstacle in your mind. And God is a God of opportunity. He will turn that obstacle into an opportunity today if you allow him. And some of you are battling sickness and have quite some time. But I'm here to remind you that this is simply an obstacle on the way to where you're going. And if you allow God to bless you today, he will take that obstacle and make it your testimony. Because he's a God of opportunity and not obstacle. Amen. We're waiting on loved ones to come through the doors today. And they're blocked by some obstacles. But don't worry. He's a God above that. He's simply the God of opportunity. Amen. We need simply to begin to open some doors this morning. For far too long, we have sat in our spiritual lazy boys in our living room dealing with obstacles of sin and sickness and oppression. And we've left Jesus knocking at the door waiting to come in and sit down and completely change the environment in which we have always been a part of. It's time to open the door. If you want to change in your life, then you simply need to open the door to your heart and let him in. Amen. I know this seems so elementary today, so easy to to talk about. But are we truly allowing God into every situation that we're a part of? Are we simply doing what we want to do and then applying Jesus' name afterwards? We need to make sure that we are opening the door, allowing God to come in and sit with us, sup with us, as as Revelation 3 says, to be with us, to go through life with us. When I think about this, I love what what Brother Bryce said last week. One thing that stuck with me, and we talked about this this morning, was the woman with the issue of blood. She felt compelled to tell the the truth to Jesus, is what the Bible says. After after she had touched the, the hem of his garment, she felt compelled to tell Jesus what she had done, almost as if it was a bad thing. Almost as if she had done something wrong by by getting to the feet of Jesus. And I too feel that we have got in the habit of acting like God can bless us and doesn't want to, or as if it is hard work for God to bless us. We have the mentality of the woman with the issue of blood where I want the blessing, but if I go and just ask for it, that requires God to do something mighty. That requires God to do something bigger than than I'm used to seeing. And that's simply not the case. All it takes is just a touch. He doesn't even have to to be in the forefront of your situation. Just a touch from Jesus is all it took to heal this woman. We feel as if our burdens are just too much sometimes. That even if God can heal or God can change us, is it fair to ask him? Have you ever been there? You ever found yourself in, in life where... You know you need God, but you just can't bring yourself to ask God. That's a, that's a real place. I've been there myself. Amen. When we look at, at different stories throughout the Bible, woman with the issue of blood, Bartimaeus, a leper, the Roman officer's servant, the man lowered through the, the ceilings, uh, all these are, are great stories throughout the New Testament. 
all stories of healing and of God's love for people. But there's two things that, that these all have in common. The first one is someone decided to let Jesus into the situation. Yes. In every single one of them, someone allowed to let Jesus into the situation. The woman with the issue of blood went and sought Jesus out just to, just to touch him. And Bartimaeus has found a blind beggar on the side of the road crying out above the crowd, trying to just get a touch from Jesus. And the leper chases Jesus down, and he's trying to find Jesus. And the Roman officer of all of them, who is probably most less likely uh, to seek after Jesus, comes to him and allowed him into the situation. Some men believe so much in, in Jesus' power that they lowered someone through a ceiling just to get a touch from Jesus. They all allow Jesus into the situation. The second thing they all have in common is with their faith was desperation. With their faith was desperation. So when we, when we make the point that someone allowed Jesus into the situation, notice first I said allowed Jesus into the situation. Don't confuse God's ability to bless or his love for you with the dictatorship in which he's just going to overtake your life and do things without you first asking for them. He will not mandate blessing into your life. If you want to keep that spiritual door shut and keep Jesus separated from you, he's not going to kick the door open. That's a decision you are going to have to make. I think of the the rich young ruler in, in Luke 18. He says he wants eternal life. But when God tells him to give up everything, he's out of there. He's gone. He wants nothing to do with it. He refused to allow God to come between him and his money. It's really that simple. God will not force him, himself on you. You have to make the conscious effort to allow Jesus into your life and into your situations. Just because you, want, just because you say you want something doesn't simply make it so. Just like yelling, come in with the door locked. You can sit there and you can yell, come in, over and over and over again, but they're not coming in. You can do the same thing with God. Just because you say, Lord, I, I want you to come in, I want you in my life, doesn't mean your actions represent a lifestyle in which you are ready to receive God. Just because you say you want God's blessings does not mean you are ready to receive the blessings of God. As horrible as this sounds, I'm just going to be real with you. You can be sick in your body today. And you can say you want a healing, and God's got the power to heal you. But if you are not ready to receive your own healing right here today, it will not happen. It's more than just words. It's more than just even understanding who God is. It's applying the words that you have to the power that he has through your actions and through faith. Just yelling, come in, doesn't get you anywhere. If you want God to come in, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to get up out of that chair. You're going to have to walk to the door. You're going to have to walk to this door right up here. And you're going to have to force the door open. You're going to have to unlock it. You're going to have to go through a process to make things work the way you want them to. But when you open the door and allow God to come in, his blessings come in with him. Amen. When we talk about the light of Jesus Christ. If you have a perfectly dark room, if this room is completely black, and you turn on even the the smallest of lights, the room is no longer completely dark. 
And so you may be sitting in a dark room in your heart today. You might be wondering where God is, how this works, what do I need to do? If you will just open the door and allow the light in, you're no longer in a dark situation. You're now in a light situation. You are now in an opportunity for God to bless you. But first, we have to get uncomfortable and get away from what we're used to. We're going to have to force it open through our worship. We're going to have to just force the door open through our obedience and through our love for God. We have to force it open and simply watch how God comes in and in a second changes the landscape of our entire life. Yes. And I don't, know, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but the God we serve in this church, the God that we have worshipped already today is the same God that walked on water. He's the same God that fed the multitudes with nothing but a few fish and a few loaves of bread. He's the same God that healed the sick way back then. He's the same God that defeated giants. He's the same God that delivered his people from slavery. He's the same God that parted the seas. So don't you for a second today think that God can't and won't deliver you from your addictions. And don't you for a second think God can't heal you in your body. And don't you for a second think that God can't bless you with a new job that you're worthy of. Provide this church with a new building. God is a God of opportunity. And if you allow him in, if you'll just open the door and allow him in, he will bless you. The question today isn't the power of God. The question is, will you open the door and allow the power of God to come in and work in your situation? Do we want God to work? Come on, somebody. Do we want God to work? Then we have to allow him to come in. We have to approach him with the spirit of desperation. How bad we need the presence of God in our situations. I think we confuse human, human desperation for a lack of willingness from God. I think when we find ourselves desperate, we feel like God's not willing to do it because that's why we're desperate. Simply not the case. Desperation is not a petition. As a Christian, your desperation is not a petition. I believe, in, I believe in fervently pray, praying. I believe in fervently seeking after the Holy Ghost. I believe in, in giving God everything we have. Yes. But I will not say that there's necessarily power in, in, in just begging and graveling with, with God. That's not necessarily desperation. Desperation is not a petition. It's an expression of how badly we want that touch from God. So today, if you get nothing else, take the feeling of desperation that you feel sometimes and realize that it is not a petition from God. It's your response to how badly you need God. That's what desperation is. When I think of being desperate, I can't help but think of Bartimaeus, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. He's a blind beggar. And that, it's not like it is today where you, you've got disability and, you know, equal rights and things like that, where you can get jobs with, with, um, with impairments. Back then, if you were blind, that meant you typically just could not work. He's a blind beggar. He's got absolutely nothing. And here he is sitting on the side of the road. And the multitudes of people come by. And there's people everywhere, probably tripping on him, stepping on him, sitting there on the side of the road. Jesus, the center of all the attention, is passing by. And Bartimaeus has the nerve, has the nerve, the desperation to call out above the crowd, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Yes. 
First thing you need to realize is when the blind man is calling Jesus the son of David, when the blind man who can't see is calling Jesus the Messiah before anybody else is, that's faith. And when you're willing to go from nothing, the pits of the earth, to the highest place by going to Jesus, by shouting across the top of everyone else for just a touch from God, now you're in a position where you can be blessed. I wonder today if there's anyone here who needs a blessing in their body bad enough that they are willing to cry out above the rest of the crowd, that they're willing to push everything else aside, their pride, everything, get out of the way and begin to call out to God, begin to gravel in ways that you've never imagined because when the one who has all authority and power to change your situations walks by, you don't miss the opportunity that is at hand. I mean, if you need a touch in your body right now, why don't you just lift your hands? Why don't you begin to claim that right now? We've got to get to the point where we don't care who's watching. You want a demonstration of, of God we talked about this morning. If we want a demonstration of God, it's about time we started putting out godly demonstrations. We've got to stop caring who's watching and who's listening. And we've got to begin to praise and pray and worship and fast and give like no one else is watching, like no one else is hearing, like no one else is even there. Because when we get to a desperate place where the desire within us is enough to change, now we are in a position to be blessed. When I was young, younger, yeah, got to be careful here. When I was younger, my dad used to always tell me, when your desire to change your situation gets big enough, you'll change it. When you get tired of that job enough, you'll quit it. And when you get tired of the stress of, of working and playing high school sports and, and doing your schoolwork and, you know, going to church too, you'll make some changes. So I'm not worried about it. You're going to have to figure that one out on your own. When your desire to change your situation gets big enough, you'll change. My prayer today is that you find that place right here today in the presence of God, surrounded by people who love you and will pray with you and will worship with you, and will rejoice with you when that, when that time comes. But if we need a change, we've got to open the door. Yes. Revelation 3, 20 and 21. I'll read them both this time. It says, Look, or behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. And even as I, as I also overcome and am set down with my father in his throne. I want you to look at the verbiage here. Jesus is standing at the door knocking. Asking to come in. And in 21 he says, to him that overcometh. When you, when you look at the verbiage there, it's almost as if all that is needed to overcome 
is to let Jesus in. And if there's anything I could get across to you today, that is the message I can give you. Is that if you need to overcome some things in your life, you need to let Jesus in. If you want to enter the throne room of heaven, let Jesus in today. If you need a healing in your body, let Jesus in today. If you need financial blessing, Jesus is here today. Now is your opportunity. Are we listening to the knock at the door? Are we sensitive to, to God being around us? Like the first question I asked you earlier, are we simply doing what we want to do and applying Jesus' name to the outcome? Or are we fervently praying and seeking after him and opening that door for him to, to walk through and be with us? Are we listening for the knock at the door? There is one thing I know about opening a door. You typically do not go open your door unless someone knocks on it. Right? I don't know anyone who just randomly goes and opens their door several times a day just to see what's out there. We open the door when someone is knocking. And you need to know today that Jesus is knocking. Jesus is here today. And all he's waiting on is someone just to open the door and let him in. Amen. You'll see that, just like I talked about in the the several instances in the Bible where Jesus began to heal. What Jesus healed in in those scenarios, almost all of them, almost, his response after after healing is your faith has made thee whole. In multiple ways, your faith has made... Just by you seeking me out, by you coming unto me, you've received your healing. I don't know if if you're battling something today where you feel as if you can't come to God. I don't know if, if you're battling something that you feel is too great from God. But I can tell you this. First of all, Jesus was delighted in healing. He never once said, fine, here, here's your blessing, get away from me. He said, your blessing has made you whole. Go on your way. Where's your faith at today? Jesus is here. He's, 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 he's knocking at your door, just waiting for you to open. And he's got blessings, and he resents none of us for it. He is willing and happy to bless us. But we've got to be happy and willing to open the door to let him in. Stand with me today. Your obstacle is his opportunity. Don't you just love it? I'm relatively new at my job. I've been there about nine months and there's still a great deal of, of work that I need done sometimes that I do not completely comprehend. And so I typically work until I get over my head and then I walk over to my boss's office and I lay my paperwork at his desk and I say, your turn. I get to just hand him the obstacle to getting this job done. 
I just get to pass it off. It's not my problem anymore. And my boss always kind of shrugs, shakes his head like, all right, give it here. And he does it and resents it. But with God, when you walk in or you allow him in and you hand him an obstacle, it's his opportunity. That is his avenue to work. That is his avenue to bless his people. He resents none of us for it today. So I urge you this morning, open the door. Open the door. And when that door is open, when you find yourself in a position where you are communicating with God, when you're experiencing the presence of God, respond desperately. When Jesus walks in front of you, blind Bartimaeus, you scream like nobody's watching. Don't you miss your opportunity with God simply because of who's here and who's not, or what's here and what's not, or what time it is. You get all you can. You desperately respond to God. And remember, that's not a petition. That's an answer. Respond to God today. Right now, I'm going to ask, whatever your need may be, whether it's finances, whether it's a physical healing, emotional healing, you've got trouble at home, you've got lost loved ones, whatever it may be, I want you to come to the altar right now. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. You just, you get to a place where God can bless you. a demonstration of the Holy Spirit right now come on somebody do we want a demonstration of the Holy Ghost right now then we've got to demonstrate in a way that ushers it in we've got to open the door today and allow Jesus a spot at our table right now all across this place why don't you lift your voice whether you're kneeling, standing, sitting, whatever, why don't you lift your voice right now and why don't you just begin to pour yourself out to God. Everything you have, everything you are, everything you are not, give it to Him right now. Open that spiritual door and allow Him access to the needs in your life. Give Him His opportunity to bless you today. Don't leave here holding on to the same things you came in with. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.